0: You're listening to Hungry Gen Audio Podcast. If you have your Bibles, let us open to Genesis 39 and we're going to read verse uh, 2 to 4 and then uh, verse 9. If you don't have your Bibles, the the words will be on the screen. I'm just going to read them real fast and we're going to go into a few points from the scripture. Genesis 39 verse 2 to 4. It says, the Lord was with Joseph and he was... And he was a successful man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house and all that he had put under his authority. Verse 9. Then Joseph says to to, uh, Potiphar's wife, says this. There is none... There's no one greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Tonight I just want to talk to you shortly about a topic called the surrender of Potiphar. It is, it is a very unique scripture that, that uh, we need to understand and something that happened, uh, you know, we know that God used Joseph and God uh, did him a lot of favor in Potiphar's lives through the hand of Joseph but there's something that we need to I want to take and, and put our view on Potiphar today because what Potiphar did something that we can learn from and we can take a few simple things from this story to apply it to our life. First principle I want to I want to share is this that surrender is not surrender if it's not complete. Surrender it is not surrender if it's not complete. Potiphar begins to to give in charge, give, begins to see that God is with Joseph, God is moving, favor is becoming to come into our house and things are beginning to move and, and, and uh, uh, Potiphar begins to give charge to Joseph over everything except that one thing and the one thing that Potiphar withheld from access from Joseph is the same thing, the devil crept in and destroyed Potiphar's house. We have to understand that Potiphar lived a life that says, you know, God is doing awesome things. God is just moving through Joseph. It's an awesome place to be. But yet he didn't surrender completely everything to Joseph. And the devil used that one thing that Potiphar didn't surrender to creep in the house and to begin destroy his house. We have to understand surrender is not surrender if it's not complete. You cannot fool God to to play church on Wednesday, to to be able to play church on Sunday, or you know, to pretend, but your heart is not in it. You begin to give lip service. You begin to, to live a life where it says, you know, I'm one person in church, but when I leave church, I am different. It is not surrender. It becomes partiality. And that thing which you do not surrender, that's what devil begins to use to creep in into your life. We have to understand as, as a church for the vision that God has for our lives. As individuals, as believers, as children of God, we have to live a life that is completely surrendered to what God wants us to do. I'm not saying that abandon your job and come work at the church. We're not hiring right now. I'm just saying. Because everybody like, I want to work at the church. No, you don't. You know, we're not hiring right now. But... It's not about, you know, oh, I'm going to, from, from 5 in the morning till 12 p.m., I'm going to come and I'm going to spend time. No, it's not that. God is not looking for work. He's not looking for, for you to say, you know, I'm working. He's looking for a complete surrendered heart. He's looking for a heart that says, God, my time is yours. Even if as I'm going throughout my day, I'm doing my work, my heart belongs to you. I don't come to church and I pretend to be one person, but I leave and I, and I begin to do otherwise. My heart, I'm completely sold out to everything that you have for my life. We have to understand one thing. If, if we don't completely surrender in other areas of our life, we will, we will become, uh, we become slaves and we will become uh, under punishment of that thing. For example, if you don't surrender to the laws of driving, you will be a slave to its punishment. Is that, uh, is that true? You can't just say that, you know, I'm going to obey the speedometer, but I'm not going to yield every time it says Yield. It doesn't work like that. You will eventually, you'll you'll get pulled over. You'll get in a a crash or something will happen. You can't say that I'm going to obey the law of physics. So, you know, every time there's a step, I'm going to walk down the step. But every time there's a one-story building, I'm going to jump off because I'm going to surrender to the law of gravity just halfway. It doesn't work like that. You can't say I will be living as a Christian yet, it, you know, it, it's not fully surrendering your life to Jesus Christ. Because the part that you do not surrender, that's the part that you're giving devil access to come and to destroy your life. For me, for example, I know one thing is that, you know, I, uh, before, before I, w- I was delivered, I would say, <laughs> you know, I, I had terrible, terrible habits of driving. I would always speed always speed and one thing is this you don't completely surrender to the rules to the laws of driving you'll get a ticket and they'll take away your license that's how it works we obey that in a natural but when it comes to God we say you know what I'll surrender just this part but surrender is not surrender if it's not complete God has, that says, you know, give me everything that you have, your, your time, your, your relationship, your health, this, uh, and that, your, your, maybe even your problems, your anger issues. I will take everything and I'll make it better. But we, we withhold certain things from God saying that, you know, I'll, I'll take over it. You know, I'll, I'll do it better. And that thing that we, we, which we withhold, Satan begins to come and enter through that and begin to destroy our lives. God is a jealous God. God will not, God will not share his place with anyone. He will not just let you, you know, uh, serve him, you know, uh, this time and then, you know, uh, Wednesday night everything will be okay and for you. And you say, saying, no God, I'll just give you Wednesdays but my heart is not in. No, God is a jealous God. God wants the full of you. God will not just settle for half of you and say, you know, at least he's giving me half. Come on, that's, that's even better. No, God says, I want everything that you have. Why? Because God knows that what you have is, is not is not everything's fixed. It's perfect. God knows you are broken. God knows you have issues. God knows you're doing. And God says, give me the full thing so I can help you to elevate your life. So I can repair your relationship. I can fix your broken marriage. I can fix your broken health, your finances, your career, whatever you have in your life. As you surrender your life completely, God says, I'll make a new you. We have so many people that are in this place and, and they'll tell you one thing. Plain church has never led him to a good place. Living a double lifestyle of, you know, uh, you know giving, giving your life to Jesus and just kind of saying, no, know, God, uh, I'm still, you know, doing this. I'm still going out to parties. I'm still, you know, in front of my friends. I'll act like this. I'll, I'll cuss, all of these things. They'll tell you one thing. It always leads to emptiness and to dark days. That same place you are not willing to surrender to God, that is the place the devil will use to enter into your life and to begin to destroy you. Number two, you will become a slave to that which you don't surrender to God. You will become a slave to that which you don't surrender to God. If you don't surrender to good in time, you will become in slavery to the evil. If you don't surrender to the good, it's, it's just a matter of time. You become a slave to evil. There's you can't how can I say this you can't just play a a a life where I can do what I want uh I don't have to answer to anything I don't i live my own life I have my own rules you know I'll do what I want I'll move out when I'm 18 God bless your heart if you do you know all these things it's not possible to live a life and be a slave to no one it'll come a time you either be slave to God's holiness God's righteousness God's peace God's love or you'll be a slave To evil, to to depression, to sickness, to poverty, to constant curse in your life. You will either be a slave to something, you just need to choose what you'll be a slave to. God who said you know I came to give life and life abundant. I did not come to you know to make you the prison the, you know the uh the, the child of God that is in chains that you're bound you're not allowed to leave the church premises you're not allowed to to do anything you're going to carry a Bible every day and that's what's going to happen with your life no God only came to give you life and life abundantly but that comes with complete surrenderance to God in every area of your life in every area in your finances God, my finances belong to you. God, my relationships, they belong. Completely surrender myself in that I put myself under your control. And I know that you said that you came to give me a life and life abundantly. Not a life of torture. Not a life of divorce. Not a life of of depression. Not a life of fear, anxiety, and all those things. That's not the life that Jesus Christ died for. But that life only comes when you open yourself up and say, God, do as you will in my life. I surrender myself completely. I know that certain things I do not understand. I know certain things might not work out. But God, my life is completely surrendered to you. Amen, church? Ask Job and Job will tell you that a surrendered life always leads to multiplication. A surrendered life always leads to multiplication. Same, same position Job and his wife was. You see his wife was, you know, when all things were going good, his wife was rejoicing. The moment things were taken away and you know that she didn't completely surrender everything. She was the one that came and says, Job, curse God. Where, 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 was, where was God when everything was good? Were you worshiping God when everything was good? The moment things begin to take away, Job had audacity to say, everything is God's. And nothing is mine. That's why he was able to get on his knees and says blessed be the name of the Lord. Why? Because everything that I was taking was actually not mine. Everything that I have in my life wasn't mine so why do I have a reason to curse God? Was it mine in the beginning? So Job knew that a surrendered life always leads to multiplication. He knew the one thing, it may be lost for a moment But God is just preparing it for multiplication. Amen church. It may be lost for a season but that is the time God is making it ready for multiplication. Job's wife hanging on to the possession that she had just like how can you worship God? These are ours things, these are mine. Curse God. No Job was like these are not ours. God gives, God takes away. It, It all belongs to you. Job lived a complete life of surrender. That's why he was able to worship God When everything was taken away why it's not mine why should I worry about it it's finance yeah I might lose a job I might get demoted yeah I might go through a season of pain but if my lungs my life belongs to Jesus why should I stress why should I worry and as you know prophet Bashir says in our family we don't stress we relax why because our lives belong to Jesus Christ amen church come on put our hands together for Jesus Christ David begins to live a life where he says, you know what, God, everything that you give me is yours. We take two people, for example. We got David and we got Saul. Saul begins to, to he begins to put in a throne and it's given a kingship. But he begins to feel like, hey, this is mine. This, this belongs to me. So the moment people's opinion begins to change, he begins to go into depression. And he becomes a slave to people's opinions that later on takes his life. When David loses his throne, he doesn't worry who takes it or he says, God put me in this place, God taken it away. But if it's God's, God will restore it back. That's why God, that's why David didn't care when, when he was walking by, you know, lost his kingship, lost everything, and people were mocking and were throwing stones at him, and he could have said, Hey, you know, take off his head. No, he said, you know what? They can say what they want. The throne belonged to God in the first place. God took it away, and God will bring it back. Your destiny your job, your career, your marriage. When you begin to surrender to God. It doesn't matter the season that you're going through. You'll be at peace knowing this. It belongs to Jesus and if it's his he'll take care of it. I may lose it for a second, for a moment, for a minute but that means God is ready and getting it ready for multiplication. You will receive a double promotion when you begin to realize that my life doesn't is not my not my life belongs to Jesus Christ whatever that I have is God's and God is in control and if God says you know I'm in control and whatever begins to come against you cannot destroy you why it is not yours anymore we only begin to fight the battles we begin to to fuss oh this thing is you know when we when we say you know what this is mine this is mine you know I need to protect it whereas God says the battle is mine not yours we are on God's side and if God is for you, who can be against you? Is it sickness? Is it, you know, poverty? Is it curse? What is that? I'm not saying that you shouldn't fight for what belongs to you. But I'm saying when you know that God is on your side, you know that nothing will defeat you. You know that you're not going to run from this or to that to lie, steal or cheat. You know God is for you and nothing can be against you. Let us put our hands together for Jesus. <laughs> Potiphar begins to, to withhold certain things from Joseph. I'm not saying that you know Potiphar should have given his wife to Joseph. No, Potiphar was given a control authority to Joseph. You have to see not as as more of a you have to see it as a as something that he was given surrender, not that you know Joseph was gonna marry his wife. No, he was given authority and dominion over certain things. But he said, You know what? But these things don't touch, and the devil said, Okay no problem and devil begins to creep into that thing that Potiphar withheld from Joseph and we see later on Potiphar becomes a slave to that which he should have been controlling. Potiphar begins to do things he didn't want to do. He begins to obey the lies and the deception of his wife. Why? Because it wasn't surrendered to God. The one area that he did not surrender Potiphar becomes a slave to it and begins to do the things that he never imagined doing. Even though he knew in his heart it was alive but once you're a slave you have no control or no option to dictate and to tell it where to go. The place that you don't surrender to God, you don't say God this is yours, I'm not going to worry about it. God, this, this is your, I know you're fighting the battle for me. I'm standing on your promises. I'm not going to, you know, to, to begin to steal. I'm not going to go, I'm going to go cheat. I'm not going to go begin to cut corners to help God solve my problem. I'm not going to, you know, go and, and become angry with my family because they don't understand. God is not fixing it on time or, you know, my wife is not listening. I need to make sure she understands the word of God. You know, all these things. No, if you know that God is on your side, you stand on his promises and proclaim what God said for your life when you see the pain it begins to increase in your body and you know that your body is a temple of the holy spirit you'll stand in the scripture and says the by stripes i'm healed when you begin to see shortage in your bank account you don't see the money coming in you begin to stand on god's word that my god shall supply all my needs according to his riches and to his glory not that you know you have to go and beg people for 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 money or begin to cheat or begin to do that thing you stand on god's promises what he said for your life when you begin to see you know certain bondages begin to creep in your life you stand on the scripture says whom the sun sets free is free indeed and you do not worry why because God is on your side and he's fighting your battle for you in our family we don't stress come on church we relax somebody put your hands together for Jesus Christ last point is surrender first comes as a choice but in time it becomes a force. Surrender first comes as a choice, but in time it becomes a force. Some people in life, they, they choose not to surrender their life to Jesus Christ. They begin to live the life and says, you know, as time comes, I'll surrender to God. But you have to understand that part. Holy Spirit gives us always a choice and says, you know, it's surrender. He doesn't force himself and say, you got to, you got to, you know, do this, this. this." No. He says, act like a gentleman. Begin to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. If you begin to ignore, if ignore the invitation of the Holy Spirit to to really put him in your heart. Give him your all. As time goes, there will be certain circumstances that will force you to get down on your knees. There will be certain family problems that begin to force you to pray. Whereas it's not supposed to be forced, it has to be enjoyment. There's certain things that, you know, certain family situation, maybe a marriage or maybe crisis in your finances, being laid off will force you to come and you begin to get down your knees and beg God for mercy. It first comes as a choice. It's God, my life is here. Yeah, I'm not perfect. I have certain issues, but this is why I'm giving my life to you completely because I know I cannot fix it by myself. I know that if I don't surrender to you completely I'll become to a slave to that thing which I withhold back from you. Ask as Judas and he will tell you one thing the thing that he withheld became his prison and his deathbed. Judas said that the money area that he began to 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 withhold from Jesus he began to to hide it is the same place where it took his life. Same thing happened with Joseph He was presented a a, a temptation or to begin to to surrender and to, to either to fall for the temptation of Potiphar's wife. But he was already surrendered to God's holiness. That's why he had power to run away from it. When Samson was presented with the same temptation, he surrendered to Delilah's lap. And that was his suicide. You will surrender to either good or to you will surrender to something the thing is are you going to willingly surrender or you're going to be forced to do it what is the life about is it all about Jesus and everything that we do many times it feels like you know when when I first when we first started uh, meanwhile when we got married you know and with finances and there were certain times where where we felt like we were surrendering everything completely to God it felt like we this is the time we didn't we won't make it we won't have enough we're just getting married but yet we didn't know that thing that we were surrendering God was making it ready to multiply sometimes it feels like though you know all the time that you're giving to God is like what am I a slave or what but yet you do not know what God is preparing you for glory for glory for glory for a higher level for a bigger outcome to take it to a place where other people only dream of surrender will come you'll not live a life of just do what you want whatever you want you will be a slave to something you'll either be God's child you'll be enslaved to his righteousness to his holiness to his peace to his joy or you'll be a slave to fear anxiety poverty depression fear depression and all these things that begin to crumble in your life and begin to destroy your life You will surrender to a greater power or you will be surrendered to an evil power the choice is yours as we read from the scriptures where Potiphar began to withhold certain things and and you still you have to understand with Potiphar's he saw God's favor in his life as he begins to let Joseph in he saw God was with him God was doing things by the there was one thing that Potiphar did not want to give up did not want to just give God full control of and that is the same place the devil slowly but surely crept in and later on was a slave to that thing which he withheld from God. As we're going for this vision, as our church is headed and we're praying for revival to take place, we begin to pray for thousands, for masses, as, as Pastor Day was talking about that we were raised to, that we have to understand in that place it's only complete surrenderance they'll be able to see God's will be accomplished. You can never tell me that God will use a person that's not fully surrendered to him. It is, if you ask Prophet Shepherd Bashir, his life is completely surrendered to the will of God. God, whatever you want, this is where I'll go. God, this is this is where I want. And we begin to learn from so many characters in the Bible that begin to withhold certain things from God. And that is the place where it cost them the whole life. We have a choice as a church to live a life of god Whatever you want me to do, I'll begin to do. God, I know my health, my, my time. You know, sometimes we, we, as God begins to bless us, we begin to become busy. And it's, and it's sometimes it's like, well, you know, I don't have time uh, to, to, to come to church. Yeah, No, you have time, just sleepless. You know, if you don't have, you know, I have family time or this, this thing. It's that sometimes we, we begin to sacrifice family time for God. And, and you will see that later on, family thing becomes that thing. That begins to trap us. Begins to give us sleepless nights. Begin to give us depression, worry, anxiety, and later on, we at the end of the day, we still will run to God to say, "God, fix it." Whereas in the beginning, we say, "God, take control, take control. My life belongs to you." I know, you know, when, um, you know, when when we got married, you know, looking from from my wife's side of the family, we are really dedicated to church. You know, Sundays, all these things, we're all about church, all about church. And I know in the beginning, it didn't make sense to certain people. I know in the beginning, it it didn't like. why is this you know why is it always about church why always always doing this for God why always doing that for God you know why don't you have some time with family why don't you have some time with this this little do they know that complete life that is surrendered to God will be a life that later on will give bread like Joseph and deliverance to that family Joseph looked like he lost it all because his life was completely surrendered to the will of God but at the end of the day he was the one that was given bread and life to the whole nation. In the beginning, you might feel like you know if, if you know some people are like, "Oh, pursue your career. Why are you always at church and all these things? Why are you witnessing? Why are you praying? You know, do something for your life. You know, you know, begin to climb up on this and that." And then they don't give everything to God. I'll tell you one: a person who is completely surrendered to God will always outrun those who keep that little from God and 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 time is time is the real revealer it's not going to be god friends or anything but time is the real revealer of if you completely surrender to god six months from now a year from now we'll be able to tell who who really gave their all to jesus christ it's not about jumping here and say oh hallelujah. god sees the heart god wants you to know are you are you completely sold out to see people saved are you completely sold out to to see people being healed? Cancers and tumors, tuberculosis, mental disorder, epilepsy, every sickness being healed in this place. Or are you just coming because, you know, you have nothing else to do? God wants to see, are you completely sold out to see the greatest revival happening through this church and what was prophesied? To know this will take place, but God's looking for those who said, God, my life is not my own. You know, I had I, I tried living my life. It didn't work out. You know, I'm I'm gonna stop here. This is everything that I have. You know, sometimes I I look at people and what what they've been set free from and what God has delivered them and it's like you see them during worship. They're like their mind is somewhere else on on business, on shopping, and on kids, and all these things. You're like, God holds the very breath that you're breathing. He gives you the ability, the strength, the wisdom, and the grace to do what you do. Why not completely surrender to Him? Why not give Him the, the heart that begins to breathe its last and say, God whatever you want me to do, I'll do. If you want me to to become a doctor, I'll be a doctor. If you want me to, to be the lawyer, I'll be the lawyer. But my heart is completely yours. Nothing I would hold back. And you'll see how God will begin to take you from glory to glory to glory. He will take you to a place where other people only dream of. Come on, church. It's not the place we're going to be going. Come on, let us put our hands together for Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Hungry Generation. Stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat by using at HungryGen. Stay blessed, and we'll see you next week.